Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Lifting Lesson at Lunch. As we conclude the series, Music in the Local Church. And I just want to let you know it's been a thrill for me to be able to give this to you. And I hope in some small way this has encouraged you to sing more for the Lord. And not to be so afraid of what you sound like, but just remember who you are singing for. One of my favorite topics that I spoke about during the course of the 12 weeks was music is created in the likeness of God. It parallels with God. Just as the Godhead exists in three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, music has three parts as well. The melody, harmony, and rhythm. I believe that God is uh, the melody of our song. In Exodus 15, 2, the Bible says, The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare Him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Jesus, I believe, parallels in, in music as the harmony. Harmony also means the bringing together of two in agreement. Jesus came so that we can have peace with God. In doing so, there is now harmony between humanity and divinity. The Holy Spirit, I believe, is the rhythm. The rhythm is, remember, what keeps the song moving. Remember that word, movement. The movement of our song throughout the Bible, we see how the Holy Spirit moved even from Genesis 1, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I know that's just a parallel, but it's very interesting to me because God created man in His likeness, and I believe He also created music in His likeness. And all the songs that have been written down through the course of, of, the, of the years, how God had put that melody and that harmony and that rhythm in music so that we might enjoy it. One song I'm thinking about, the story behind the song was What a Friend We Have in Jesus. In 1844, a young Irishman, Joseph Scriven, had completed his college and education and returned home to marry his sweetheart. As he was traveling to meet her on the day before the planned wedding, he came upon a horrible scene. His beautiful fiancée tragically lying under the water in a creek bed after falling off her horse. Later, Scriven moved to Canada and eventually fell in love again, only to experience devastation once more as his fiancée became ill and died just weeks before their marriage. For the second time, this humble Christian felt the loss of the woman he loved. As I've told you that many a song has been written out of hardships and out of trials. The following year, Joseph wrote a poem to his mother in Ireland that described the deep friendship with Jesus he has cultivated in prayer through the hardships of life. The first, the poem was initially 
published with, with no name on it. And it was called Pray Without Ceasing. Ten year, years later, he finally acknowledged this well-loved text had been written by him and his friend, Jesus. In 1868, attorney Charles Converse set the text to a tune and renamed it, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Tradition has that the tune that uh, Charles Converse has set to it was a bar tune, so many churches did not allow What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But it's, instead of thinking God was punishing him, Screven cherished God's friendship through all the hardship, a friendship he discovered in prayer. Let me just read a little bit of it. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care. Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. A song that's sung over and over and over. God the Father gave that tune, God the Holy Spirit gave it rhythm, and, and Jesus Christ gave it that harmony. All put together makes a wonderful song to Him. May we learn that our relationship with God will grow in the same way in prayer. Another song that's familiar with us is, It Is Well With My Soul. Attorney Horatio Spafford and his wife Anna had a wonderful family of four daughters. Tragically, the Great Chicago Fire destroyed most of his business in 1871. Then two years later, his wife and daughters aboard the ocean liner when it was struck by another vessel. All four daughters drowned. His wife survived the nine days. Later was able to contact her husband by telegraph with this question. Saved along, what shall I do? Spafford took the next available ship to join his wife. During the passage, the captain of the ship notified Spafford they were crossing the place where the ship had sunk. After those moments of reflection over the course of the rest of the journey, Spafford penned the words of this beloved hymn. May God teach us that Whatever our lot, we can still say, it is well with my soul. Life will confront us too. The songs we sing in the dark, darkest of midnight will be the very songs that show the world the unwavering faithfulness of our Father who loves us very much. 
The darker it gets, the more we should sing when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the face shall be sight, the clouds shall be rolled as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend, even so. It is well with my soul. I want to conclude our series with a song by Laura Klein. She says, It was dark in my home and in my life. We had no extra money, no friends nearby, no church home. And my husband was busy all the time with his studies. I didn't drive, so I couldn't get away. We lived on a highway in a mobile home, so I couldn't even put the baby in a stroller and go for a walk. Our only neighbors were people long retired and tired of life. When I needed some encouragement, there was no extra money for long-distance calls for my family or friends. I was lonely. Remember the days it cost to call long-distance? The only thing I was... Committed to was trying to get up each morning before our baby with a toddler and spend some time with Jesus. I knew that there was life and there was life in Him. The day the song came, I had gotten up early and was sitting with my Bible and my guitar. I realized I hadn't have anything in me to sing to Jesus. I just didn't have anything in me to offer Him. I was so empty. So I prayed and said to the Lord, if you want to hear me sing, would you give me something that you would like to hear? She basically asked him, Lord, what are you in the mood for today? I started strumming on the guitar, and the first words came out of my mouth were with, with absolutely no effort. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. I scribbled them on a piece of paper just in case I would want to remember them and sing them again. Those words meant a lot to me. I wondered if I could play the melody again. If I could even remember, I played and sang the two lines. There they still were. There in my mind, the last two lines just followed as effortless, effortlessly as the first two had come. It was a gift from God just that He wrote Himself. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O oh my soul. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Songs, even from way back, even into contemporary times, written through difficulties. And as we can conclude our series, join with me and sing this. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O oh, my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, 
in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Well, God bless you on the rest of this Thursday. We'll see you next time. God bless you is our prayer.